Home at last. An ambulance took me home. My family was so excited, but for some reason I had a terrible, sad, sinking feeling in my stomach. As was the norm in those days, everyone had come to their front gates to watch the goings-on. I felt ashamed and embarrassed as the ambulance man helped me from the ambulance and along our front path. I couldn't wait to get inside the house. I felt sure that everyone was gaping at the caliper on my leg. Once inside, I saw that a fire had been lit. The front room looked so cosy and homey. I limped towards the fireplace, let go of my crutches so they tumbled to the ground, lifted my bad leg and lowered myself to the floor with the strength of my good leg and arms. Sitting in front of the fire, I sobbed and sobbed. As a mum myself now, I realise that it would have been relief, regret, fear and any number of reasons. But my mum didn't seem to understand at all and was cross that I was not happy to be home. In fact, I was happy to be home, but I couldn't control the emotion that was spilling out of me. There was even a small part of me that regretted leaving the hospital. I had become institutionalised and and had even started to enjoy being the centre of attention and knowing exactly what was to come every hour of every day. Now I didn't have a clue how things were going to pan out. I never thought for one moment that I wouldn't be back dancing next term, but my world had been rocked and I simply didn't feel secure on my feet anymore. As promised, Mum made me a beautiful outfit to cover my caliper, a check maxi skirt and matching waistcoat that I wore over the brown jumper that I had bought from Chelsea Girl on that fated day of the accident. Oddly, those clothes never bore any bad vibes for me. I couldn't wait to wear them. The other thing I bought on that day was a pair of chocolate brown flared trousers, but I wouldn't be able to wear those until the wretched caliper was out of my life. Mum and I were at loggerheads. We had dreamt of having precious time together ever since I had started boarding school. Now we had that time together, but I was moody and sad. This was not how she had imagined it would be. Every day, the ambulance would pull up outside our house to take me to physio at the hospital. I would cry as the caliper, which I was not wearing enough, was strapped to my leg. When I stood in it, the pain that it gave me as my weight bore down on the padded top piece was excruciating. If they had let my leg set longer, this wouldn't have been the case, I thought. It all seemed to be so clear to me, but no one understood. The ambulance was full of old people. I was one of the first to be collected, so the drive, which should have taken about half an hour direct, took about two hours. I didn't mind, though. In fact, I used to enjoy those journeys, watching the world go by. I never spoke to anyone. They must have thought I was a proper little madam in my smart clothes and shiny, ugly leather shoes. The physiotherapy was simply irritating. It was so easy that I couldn't see why I was there and it wasn't with my lovely Scandi physios. My muscle memory was taking over and I recovered far quicker than they had expected, so I was released after a couple of weeks. A final checkup with my parents was scheduled before my return to school. The registrar made some noises about the fact that my leg was a little shorter 
because it would have exaggerated growth due to my young age. That never happened, but I'm sure he had done his best. My parents nodded obediently and we left his office. Before going home, we visited my old ward to say goodbye and thank you to all the lovely nurses who had looked after me. In my bed was a young boy about the same age as me with his leg in traction. Mum and Dad went up to him and tried to reassure him that he would make a wonderful recovery as I had done. He looked at us and his face was blank. Mum and Dad thought he was rude, but I knew exactly how he felt. I couldn't explain his mood to my parents. How could they understand? I had told them nothing of my fears. Back to school. Before I knew it, Mum, Dad and Gaynor were taking me back to school on a Sunday evening at the beginning of the spring term. I was in a dorm called Ballyhoo. I was really excited to be back. My friends gathered round to see my bad leg. Will you be able to dance again straight away? Cassie said. Well, I can still do this, I said, and developed my bad leg so my foot was way above my head. They all gasped and I was pretty surprised myself. I hadn't been practising, but my leg just took over. My family left quicker than they usually did. I think I had been a bit of a trial for my mum over the past few weeks with all my moods. She must have needed a break. I was just grateful to be back and couldn't wait to get into the studio and dancing again. There was no special dispensation for my injury. I was straight back into a full dance timetable as if nothing had happened and I didn't find it too much of a struggle. Because of the difference in the length of my legs, some static positions with both feet on the floor were very uncomfortable for me. But as you are very often standing on one leg in ballet or leaping around, I had no difficulty when dancing full out. I developed the habit of having my leotard higher on the hip of my left leg than the right, so no one would notice the difference in the length of my legs. I still couldn't bring myself to tell anyone. After the next summer show, though, my old dance teacher, Miss Curran, mentioned that she thought that I was wearing my leotard higher on one side than the other. But this was because I had not remembered to adjust my leotard to keep up the charade. She could see that my legs were not quite right. And so could my other teachers, I would imagine. But nobody actually said anything. Even though dancing came back easily to me, walking was not so great. And I had quite a limp. Miss Archer, one of my favourite dance teachers, studied my walk and came up with the idea of brushing my knees together as they passed each other on each step and that balanced up my hips which eliminated the limp almost immediately. If I'm tired now, the limp still sometimes appears and all I have to do is think of Miss Archer's remedy and it works a treat. <laughs>